the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Our number two is underway now, eight minutes past 10 o'clock on this Monday. It is the 29th morning of the 11th month. That makes it the penultimate morning. Look that one up. Of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Appreciate you being with us. I told you I was just loaded up for the show after five days uh, being off the air with uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And then, of course, uh, Black Friday, we take a day. Had a guest host in while I was out of town on Wednesday. Five straight days just has me ramped up and ready to go. So uh, keep up with me. Seriously, keep up with me or go get on the porch because the big dogs are running this morning. Uh, thanks to Jim Jordan joining us last segment. Terrific conversation, as always. Want to pick up the conversation. Conversation, but from a bit of a different aspect. He and I talked at length about Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. I am science, and you cannot question me or else you question science. And science, of course, is never to be questioned. Uh, good stuff from Jim Jordan on that. Now I want to talk to somebody who approaches it from a bit of a different level. Uh, Patrick Wood is my guest. Patrick Wood has been on this program before. He's the executive director of Citizens for Free Speech, an organization he founded and for whom I work or with whom I work as the national communications director and the Ohio chapter director of CFFS. Uh, but Patrick is also perhaps the foremost expert in the country on technocracy. He has authored two books on technocracy, and this is exactly what he has warned about for a very long time. And we're seeing it play out in real time with the likes of Dr. Anthony Fauci purporting to establish policy for this country based on science, his version of science. So, Patrick Wood, good to have you back on the program. How are you, sir? Hi, Bob. Good morning. And you are right. We are loaded up after a long weekend like this. I understand that feeling. 
Yes, sir. I, uh, I've got so much that I want to talk about. Um, but I want to listen, too, Patrick. That's why I asked you to come on kind of a last-second thing here, because as soon as I heard the comments that Fauci made yesterday on CBS's Face the Nation, I said, this guy is really, really literally just defining technocracy. When I heard uh, Tom Cotton discussing it this morning on Fox & Friends, he reiterated that same message, and I first thought of you, because this is the danger of technocracy. So for the sake of the audience who hasn't heard it yet, I want to play quickly the clip here from Fauci yesterday, and then we'll get your reaction to that, Patrick Wood. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there, so it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. This is the second time, Patrick, that he has gone on national television and declared that he is science. He represents science. So therefore, if you criticize him, you're a, you're a non-believer in science. And oh, by the way, it's his version of science, not science in general, because science, well, science is always being challenged. Science is always learning. It's always growing as new experiments and new research is done. He doesn't want that. It's just believe me because I am science. Can you tell us how this relates to technocracy? Well, I can. And let me say first, I, I wrote this uh, earlier this year. Uh, in an article that I, I penned for technocracy.news, the mind of a technocrat is rooted in the religion of scientism. And I wrote, um, it is a fatal error to equate scientism with science. True science explores the natural world using time-tested scientific method of repeated experimentation and validation. By comparison, scientism is a speculative metaphysical worldview about the nature and reality of the universe and man's relation to it. This is exactly where Tony Fauci and his crowd have erred. They have adopted a religious proposition that their version of science, which is not true science, is the ultimate arbiter of truth about everything in the universe. And it, it, he's turned it into, or I should say, it has finally expressed itself as an outright religion where people like Fauci are the high priests of this religion, and only they can interpret what the oracle of their pseudoscience says. And, of course, demands that we, the subjects, obey without any question. It's, it's absolutely an incredible turn of events, Bob. Patrick, I want to I follow up on one thing that you just said. You said this is where Dr. Fauci erred. When I think of an error, I can think of an honest mistake. I made an error. I didn't quite figure that correctly. I don't know that that necessarily applies here, because that would indicate potentially that he's just making a mistake, rather than intentionally trying to skew scientism, as you say, uh, as science. I, I think it's intentional, not an error as much as, a, as an intentional act. Am I wrong? No, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the, the context when I say he, his error is uh, it can be used in the same sense that people um, are are erring in knowledge when they join a cult. It's like they they join the cult, they they adopt the the principles and the beliefs of the cult, and 
they have a mental proposition that is totally in error to reality. This is where Fauci stands right now. He has fallen into the pit along the way. And yes, it's intentional. It absolutely mm -hmm. is. But we need to understand that Anthony Fauci believes what he says. He's not, you know, this is not uh, that, well, I'm, you know, behind the doors, I'm one guy, and in front of the cameras, I'm another guy. This guy really believes the lies that are coming out of his mouth. What makes that so hard? <laughs> is the fact that they're, they're different every day or every other week. You know, I mean, it, one day it's, no, masks aren't needed. Next day it's masks are needed. And one day it's, you know, no, we, I don't believe in a vaccine or, excuse me, in a mandate. Uh, I just believe in making these vaccines available and strongly encourage people to use them. The next day it's, we need to mandate this. So he, he literally has kind of said this, you know, uh, different things out of either side of his mouth. And I, I agree with you. He believes it. No matter which day it is, he believes that day's uh, version is the correct version. Uh, Patrick yeah. Wood is my guest. He is the author of two books on technocracy. He runs a website which I strongly encourage people to bookmark. It's very, very important understanding what's going on in this country and, quite frankly, globally with the Great Reset. Uh, with uh, Agenda 2030 and more. It's uh, technocracy.news, technocracy.news. And it's I want to stay on technocracy for a second here, Patrick, because when I heard Senator Cotton this morning on in this exchange that I'll play for you with Brian Kilmeade, again, I just heard technocracy in action, and I want people to know it, and I want you to explain it with your expertise. They are the right. science, that they represent the epitome of knowledge, and those grubby politicians, like the President of the United States and United States Senators and Representatives, have no business telling them what to do. That's not the way our democracy functions. And, and Senator, think about this, the ego involved when someone says, I represent science. Science is a moving target. It takes in constant data, they're constantly changing. If you challenge uh, his hypothesis, I'm challenging science no whatever another scientist or is another scientist allowed to travel uh, challenge another scientist on different theories his theory if you challenge it you don't like science and I personally feel that and if you don't agree it's fine but for now on these scientists have to be with an economist and a psychologist because when they make these absolute decrees the ripple effect it does to people their jobs their livelihoods the economics of a nation those seven nations in Africa aren't the richest nations in the world they really have to wonder if they should have been transparent if you're going to ban people from coming from their countries in two days from when they be transparent which we asked china okay i'm going to stop it there so we don't get too far into the weeds on travel bans but the part that uh tom cotton talked about about science his science must be believed and acted upon and then brian kilmeade saying you know scientists trying to say do things based on science alone and not with a variety of views from a variety of disciplines like economics like uh uh, uh psych psychology quite frankly uh like like political science to, to just let a scientist say, we'll make the decisions around here, we know more than you, is essentially to render the representation of the people, their elected officials, uh, to render them impotent, null and void. They, 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 they don't matter. Patrick, go ahead. Well, that's, that's exactly the, the situation right now. Scientism as a philosophy is very narrow in the sense that it excludes all other truth from its view. For instance, moral truth, ethical truth, biblical truth, biblical morality, etc., or other religions as well, are completely excluded from their point of view, 
and they only see the world through this very narrow pseudoscientific-based uh, view. And the reason this is so dangerous is that it's disconnected from reality. It's not. It's simply not true. That's why I can I can easily frame this as a cult, where the cult members believe a proposition that is just patently false to everybody outside the cult. This is why we look at the Fauci's of the world and say, what are they smoking? Where do they come up with this stuff? That, that they and they alone have policies for the world that will save the world. No, they don't. They're crackpots. There's no other way you can explain it. There is truth outside of their pseudoscience. And, you know, just, if, you, if nobody believes that, just go home and tell your wife that science hasn't proved love. Therefore, honey, I guess we don't love each other anymore. See how that flies. Of course there's truth outside of their crackpot pseudoscience. Patrick, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you to marry one sto- one issue to another. And, of course, I'm going to talk about climate. Climate is the other, along with, with COVID uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, um, infectious disease, it is the other area in which scientists who are in the majority uh, are engaged in scientism because they bury uh, other science. Any science that does not comport with their narrative and the agenda that they are trying to pass, and this would be a global agenda, which is why the Paris Climate Accords exist, which is why it was so important for us to get out of them when President Trump was in office. But um, we're all watching this. Scientists who come up with research that do not that does not comport with the narrative of the need for clean energy, for green energy, for a Green New Deal, those scientists are buried. They are drummed out of the scientific community. In the same way, doctors and researchers who don't agree with vaccine mandates for pseudo-vaccines um, are drummed out of the medical community. Uh, can you bring those two things together, You know, especially because we're watching it play out now with Biden trying to get passed in the United States Senate the, green, or the uh, Build Back Better legislation, which is the beginning of the Green New Deal, an end to fossil fuels and the ushering in of the clean-slash-green energy age, uh, you know, counter-science be damned. But. There are two, there's two aspects, I think, working in the world right now. We, we've touched on one a little bit, transhumanism, which has to do with the medical stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, the technocracy side of things, which is the restructuring of, of all economic activity in the world. This is the Green New Deal, the Great Reset. Uh, there's a number of ways you could, you could frame it. But everything is, both of these are based on this false premise known as scientism. There are certain markers of scientism as a religion that can be applied to any, uh, anything you're looking at in the news. One of the things that is a key thing is that they reject any inquiry that does not agree with them. In other words, if anybody comes up with science, quote-unquote science, real science, that refutes what they are saying, they reject it out of hand. Right along with that, they demand acceptance by non-scientists. In other words, there's no option for discussion. It's like, we are right, you shut up and listen. And you can't be right because you're totally ignorant. This is the marker of scientism. We see this all over the climate change uh, uh, meme, and we see it all over 
the uh, the great panic of 2020, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And these are the same people, the same types of alarmism, the same computer models that are cracked, the data's cracked, and they're trying to panic people into this new mode of what we know is the Great Reset, changing everything about humanity. We're talking with Patrick Wood, who is simply an expert in the uh, field of technocracy and transhumanism and more. Again, agenda, the UN Agenda 2030, the Global Reset, whatever you want to call it. Pat is also the executive director, as I noted, of Citizens for Free Speech. And we have serious, serious First Amendment issues uh, that are being pushed by the leadership in our government right now, particularly as it pertains to their response to COVID-19 and this new Omicron variant. Uh, I'm going to ask Pat to hang with us here through this short time out, and we're going to come back and talk about that on the other side right here on AM 1420 The Answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 1026. I've got four good minutes left with Patrick Wood, the executive director of Citizens for Free Speech. Patrick, I'm going to let you deal with this however you wish. Um, we all know that the mandate uh, that has been issued by the Biden administration through the Labor Department, uh, OSHA, uh, has been declared to be unconstitutional. Rather, a stay has been granted by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, saying there are grave constitutional issues with this mandate. Um, and this is just one of several lawsuits that have been filed across the country. They're all going to be compiled and heard before the Sixth Circuit, uh, which is based here in Ohio, by the way, and that's a good thing. Um, because it, it does kind of look look to be a little bit more like Republican-appointed uh, jurists who are going to be making this decision. Ultimately, it's going to end up, the, end up in the Supreme Court anyway. So speak to the mandates and what we will do if it is decided, if we do lose, if it's decided that for Americans to be employable, they must take toxins uh, that the government tells them to take inside their bodies, number one, and how that impacts you know our First Amendment rights. And then number two, Patrick, you posted a piece on uh, citizensforfreespeech.org on the blog page about propaganda and pushing this on people uh, and, and, and much more through the chains of mass formation. So I'm going to let you deal with that in whatever manner you please in the next three and a half minutes. Go ahead. You bet. These are deep topics. <laughs> I know. Really, I know. Yeah, this, this, is, this is really good. Well, the, the, the idea of... Um, uh, of mass formation is kind of a, a societal hypnosis that occurs when a large group of people, like we have in the world today, seemingly slip away from reality and kind of move into another uh, twilight zone. This, and I've heard people actually say this. You know, they don't know what's going on, but they say, "What's wrong with people? What, where's their head anymore?" Well, what's happened here has been. Explained, I believe, by a Belgian uh, professor of clinical psychology who also happens to be um, uh, a statistician. He has a, uh, a, a minor degree or a, an alternate degree, whatever, a double degree. Mm-hmm. And he describes mass formation in terms of what has to happen in order for it to take place. And all of the, the, the four criteria he lists have all been met by this pandemic that's been with us now for over two years. They've been trying to do this before, but now they've really 
they've really hit it. And so the first condition just jumps out at it. It's basically the lack of societal bonding. In other words, social isolation on a mass scale. And my eyeballs about jumped out of my head when I read that. I said, well, yeah, of course we see that happening. The second thing, second condition he, he references is that the majority of people must experience life as meaningless and purposeless. Amen. This is what people are walking around in a fog right now, seeing no reason for living whatsoever. This is another part of social engineering. The third condition is what he calls a widespread free-floating anxiety and discontent. And again, we have to say amen. This is purposely orchestrated throughout the world that develops anxiety within people, but they can't put their finger on why they're anxious. They're not being chased by a wild animal. They just feel anxious all the time. They feel discontent all the time. And it goes on. But the idea is when these four conditions are met in society, you have a phenomenon that he calls mass formation that causes whole people groups to go off into la-la land and believe things that are completely outside of the reality box that everybody else understands. This is where we are today, thanks to this pandemic. And I do believe that social engineering has been very intentional to lead society down a a path, you know, by the Pied Piper into something they never expected, never voted for, never asked for, and they will rue the day that these people ever showed up with this crackpot scheme to flip the world into some other alternative reality. Well, and that's because it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that reality and we've seen that type of society. We've seen it countless numbers of times around the world over the last century plus, and it has cost roughly a 100 million lives, for crying out loud. And that's one of the reasons why this nation was born, to stay away from those types of things and to grant freedom true freedom to all citizens who choose their own representation and choose the, their own government rather than having things forced upon them by said government. Uh, huge article. I encourage everybody to read it as well. It's on uh, citizensforfreespeech.org. Click on the blog tab at the top there, and you'll see Patrick's commentary, and then read the article for yourself. It's very, very important information, as is the information on technocracy that we discussed. Patrick Wood. Executive Director, Citizens for Free Speech, thank you so much for the time. Uh, always appreciate you lending your wisdom to us. Thank you, sir. Anytime, Bob. Thank you. All right, 1032. We're a little late, but that's okay. It was worth it. We'll come back and take your phone calls the rest of the way on AM 1420, The Answer. against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 1037. We continue on AM 1420. The answer on this Monday. 23 minutes of Outstanding Awesome left for you before the top of the hour. Great conversation with Patrick Wood. Great conversation with Jim Jordan early in the program. If you missed it, well, that's your mistake. Uh, but moreover, I don't say that to condemn, but rather to advise. You can listen to those interviews on our podcast page if you miss them. 
And that would be at, at uh, whkradio.com, whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page, go to the local podcast, go to me, and find the hour and the description that you are looking for. Meantime, phone lines are open to you for the remaining 23 minutes, 216-901-0945, Are you worried about the Omicron variant? Or do you believe, like I do, and I kind of brought this up uh, to Jim Jordan, I I have no doubt in my mind that the American left and, dare I say, the global left, the global elites who conspire with the American leftists, they are going to use what they know are perpetual variants to keep the boot of authoritarianism on the throats, on the necks, of the American workers, of the American citizenry, literally forever. Now, I know I can already hear you. I can already see the little wheels spinning inside your head saying, come on, Bob, this isn't going to be forever. Quit being so melodramatic. Quit being so over the top. Quit being so hyperbolic, right? Listen. Coronaviruses have been around a long, long, long time. They didn't just get discovered because of this particular coronavirus that we now know as COVID-19. Some of us know it as the Chinese flu. Some of us know it as the Wuhan flu. And I have no problem whatsoever describing it as such. And I don't want to hear squat crap about that sounding racist or that sounding uh, in any way, um, uh, you know, offensive. Look. The Chinese government, the Chai Coms, were responsible for this research with help and funding from groups like the National Institute of Health in the United States, overseen by uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, funding being provided there. So this isn't just picking on the Chinese scientists. There's an American scientist involved in this, too, and many others. But it was done in a Wuhan laboratory, and it was released onto the world. And despite its relatively, and not relatively, its very severely low mortality rate, as you have, unless you have a bunch of underlying conditions and you meet a certain demographic criteria, it's a very, very, very low mortality rate and a very, very high 99 plus percent survival rate, recovery rate. But despite that, it has killed millions of people worldwide. And the, the Chinese government let this happen. And some may say, well, it may have probably escaped. It was an accident. Really? It might be. But I would ask you to look at the totality of the evidence. I would ask you to look at the, uh, the at least the preponderance of the evidence about what China has gained since the release of uh, this, uh, this, this virus on the world. It literally changed the course of that country's future by getting rid of the biggest thorn in the side of the Chinese Communist government. And the biggest thorn in the side of the Chinese government was Donald J. Trump. You can agree with that if you want, but I'm just or disagree with it if you want. I don't care, but I'm telling you the reality of the situation is Donald Trump was talking about holding China accountable for its extraordinary unfair trade practices and its imbalance over the United States for 30 years. When Donald Trump was still a youngish, 
you know, a middle-aged, multi-billionaire real estate tycoon. He was doing interviews talking about if I ever became president of the United States, I would hold China accountable. And the first thing he did was get into into the into the negotiating room and rework Chinese trade deals. He backed China into a corner that they had never been in before. And if he stayed in power for a full eight years, China might never have recovered. They had to get rid of him. And one of the ways to do that is release this virus on the world, and including into the United States. Watch the American people blame Donald Trump and watch them do what they had to do to get him out. It's a huge benefit for the Chinese. So I have no problem calling it a China virus or a Chinese flu, or a Wuhan flu, or whatever. But the fact is, the coronaviruses, or or coronaviruses in general, have been around for a very, very long time. There are various strains and mutations of them. This particular one, that is now known as COVID-19, is going to continue to mutate, and there will be variants that react as well, not only to the big pharma profit shots, but to a lesser degree, to the average human immune system. If you have been exposed naturally to the Chinese virus, you have an extraordinary amount of protection and inoculation against getting reinfected. But there's a chance that with these variants, something could strike you again in a different kind of a way. And it's certainly, and there's a a huge chance it's going to strike you if you think you're protected by the uh, big pharma profit shots when you're not. And so these perpetual variants are going to come around every so often. And my belief is that they are going to be used and weaponized by a big government cabal aimed at keeping, again, the boot on the throat of the American workers, the free American worker, the the, uh, liberty-enjoying American citizen, is an enemy to those who believe in communist socialist ideology. And part of, quite frankly, the global... Uh, takeover. That that's just the reality of it. There, this is going to be very different than the annual flu shot that they tell you has sometimes a seventy to seventy five or seventy seven percent chance of protecting you against getting influenza. Influenza continues to be deadly for the very young and the very old. They're doing nothing other than making the flu shot available to people. That's it. No mandate, no mandate on getting the flu shot to keep your job. The only mandate to keep your job is coming from the federal government as it pertains to COVID. And oh, by the way, even if you got your jab to keep the job, sorry, that jab doesn't prevent against the latest variant. Next jab to keep your job. What? You only have two jabs? You need four. First, the booster to strengthen the first two jabs. That's three. Now the new variant, Omicron, needs a different kind of a jab. Pfizer will have it ready in 100 days. A big pharma profit jab, round four. And guess what? There are a lot of letters and a lot of names in that Greek alphabet. They can go right to the next one. Four, five, six months from now. Oh, look at that. Another variant. Another variant has emerged and been discovered in, uh, in the South Pole. But it's coming here. It's going to come here, too. Here comes Pfizer. We'll have something ready in three months. Don't you worry. Shot number five. And again, not available 
if the left and the one world government globalists have their way, not just not just made available, mandatory to become employable. And we will track it. And, and, and I'm going to go real far out there for right now, considering the fact that I am not a conspiracist. I am not a conspiracy theorist. But eventually it's going to be discovered that it's really, really hard to keep track of, of which boosters and which new variant uh, profit jabs that you have received by way of your phone, because people keep buying new phones And sometimes the information isn't transferred from phone to phone. People have been keeping it on a hard card that they keep in their wallet, but wallets are lost. Cards are lost. No way to prove that you got shot number five, shot number six, shot number seven for the new variant in 2025. And in order to make sure that our entire country stays safe, remember, this is for the greater good. This is for... The benefit of society as a whole, you have to surrender, as Dr. Anthony Fauci said, some of what you think are your liberties. You can lose your phone, you can lose your data, you can lose your card, you can lose your wallet, but you can't lose the chip. We're just going to put a little tiny grain of rice-sized uh, chip, computer chip, just under your skin. You'll never even know it's there. Look, people have pacemakers in for crying out loud. A pacemaker is a box about the size of, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 a garage door opener that hangs from your visor, clips to your visor. They jam that in there for people to help their hearts. Well, if they can put that under the skin, well, then you can take something the size of a grain of rice to make sure that the general population remains free from infection from you and you from them. And we've got to be able to track it. Just put it under there. It's okay. What I said this to you a year and a half ago when the vaccines were being developed, and this was under Operation Warp Speed under President Trump, so this is not a political statement. As you know, I supported President Trump, and I praised Operation Warp Speed because this is an incredible accomplishment if it is just something made available and not, not mandated. But I said a year and a half ago, if they try to make it mandatory for you and me to take these things, there is nothing that they will stop at. If you accept them making it mandatory, I have to do this for the good of the people around me, for my family members, for my my kids' friends at school. I have to get my kids uh, one of these uh, big pharma profit shots. All for the betterment of society. If they can make you take toxins into your body that have unknown and unproven side effects in the short and the long term, which is key, they can get you to do anything. Didn't I say this a year and a half ago and over the course of the last year? They'll get you to do anything if they can make you take these shots to, to, to remain employed, or to prey upon your sense of what is right and patriotic for the people around you. They have violated the most private and personal space that there is. Your own body. Your own body. And whether or not you want to take a medication that you feel you do or do not need. Even if, even if, science says that natural immunity proves you don't need it. If they can get you to take that toxin, they can do anything and you'll go along with it. Maybe it'll take two years, three, four. Maybe it'll be 2026 or seven. 
by the time they say, we just aren't able to keep track of everything that you've had on your smartphone app with your QR code or on your little personal uh, punch card. You know, you get a free pizza after you buy nine pizzas. They'll give you a free one on your 10th punch. Your little punch card for your for your um, uh, variant inoculations, you, know, you lost it. Well, we've got to do something to make this better. We're going to just go ahead and slip it under your skin. A little grain of rice, don't worry. And people will, by 26 or 27, maybe 2028, 20, people will say, yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. It's how we save lives. It's not going to bother me. What am I afraid of? They can they, they have a chip that shows whether or not I've had my shot. That's good. That means I'm doing the right thing. If they can talk you into taking these now, they can talk you into anything in the future. That's my fear. That's my concern. And it should be yours. Ron in Grafton. Ron, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Um, Yes, sir. I got a couple of quick things. I've been being 73, going on 74, it behooves me to keep informed on what's going on with this COVID routine. And I've come across a number of things that are more shocking than I ever thought. I I knew there was an issue with Fauci. I didn't realize it was as bad as it is. But um, first of all, uh, well, primarily, um, the book by... John Kennedy Jr., I'm sorry, Robert Kennedy Jr., is just, it's mind-blowing. He's got over 2,200 annotations proving exactly the kind of comments and accusations he makes against Fauci. It's unbelievable. Uh, You you just can't believe the things he says about Fauci. Um, He actually experimented on orphans in New York and killed yeah. hundreds of kids. Um, and if there's any doctor that's ever been accused of being racist, this is it. I mean, he picked on poor black and Hispanic kids in orphanages. It's just unbelievable. Well, you know, there's a there's a host of evils. And thank you very much, Ron, for the call. I got to move on here because I'm short on time. There's a host of evils that Dr. Fauci has been responsible for. Uh, a lot of people know about the dogs. A lot of people don't know about the orphanages. Uh, this is all real. It's documented. This is, uh, these are experiments that were funded and supported by Dr. Anthony Fauci in exactly what you just described. This is a part of AIDS research, uh, in AIDS in children. Uh, they used orphans who did not have parents who had to sign off on this sort of research. And yes, uh, an extraordinary number of them died either in the trials and also in the, in their foster care systems after the fact. So everything that he just said is right. Dr. Anthony Fauci, to me, is 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 this this generation's version of Dr. Joseph Mengele in a number of ways. That might be a little bit extreme, maybe, but I'm willing to have the argument. I'll be right back. Ten fifty seven TJ in West or excuse me in Cleveland, beg your pardon. TJ, go right ahead. Yeah. You know, Bob, I wish somebody would ask this little twerp Fauci about science. Is it science that tells you you, you implement draconian uh, policies on the American people while at the same time you allow legions of disease to walk across our southern border? 
Nobody's asked him about that, what he thinks about that. And I am sick and tired of the fear-mongering, Bob. You know, they had on TV the local news, the uh, little twerp in, in Ohio with his bow tie, looks in the camera and he says, the COVID is stocking the unvaccinated. Now, what do these <laughs> clowns want me to believe? That this is an intelligent life form? You know, that sits behind a bush or a telephone pole and just waits to ambush the unvaccinated. And I want to say one other quick thing, Bob. In combat, you have intense fear. You reach a point where the fear is replaced by anger, and that's what's going to happen in this country. This well, I'll tell you what, my friend, starts to be replaced by anger. I know. I, I don't disagree. I think that's already started. To be honest with you, I think that's already started in some circles. Thank you for the call, my friend. If you're tired of the propaganda, know what the propaganda is. Read the article, headline, Propaganda, Breaking the Chains of Mass Formation, on citizensforfreespeech.org on the blog page. Read it, educate yourself, and it'll help you, I think, combat that a little bit. Thanks to Congressman Jordan, thanks to Patrick Wood, thanks to John, and uh, thanks to Marcy, and thanks to you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.